0: With us today is Admiral James Davides, a retired four-star admiral, and uh, he was Supreme Allied Commander of NATO for four years. Now he's Vice Chairman of uh, the Global Affairs of the Carlyle Group and uh, also involved in the Rockefeller Foundation, one knowledgeable person of what's going on in the world. Good morning, Admiral. How are you this morning? Doing great, John. Tell us, uh, uh, there's so many things going on. Uh, in the world. Where would you like to start this morning? John, I think we
1: should talk about Ukraine and what's going on with the recent decision by NATO and the United States to send tanks to help the Ukrainians.
0: And and uh, they're, they're sending, I know, uh, Poland is sending tanks, Germany is sending tanks, the United States is sending tanks. Uh, and uh, do you think that uh, that's going to... Uh, uh, help in uh, in uh, getting to a solution. I mean, and, and uh, Putin is taking the position that he's no longer fighting the Ukraine; he's fighting NATO. What say you? I think he is
1: really trying to frighten the West, to frighten NATO, to act as though somehow we have uh, escalated the situation. I really don't think that's the case. Uh, we've chosen to send. Uh, Three principal kinds of tanks there, we, the West. So it'll be the U.S. sending the Abrams A1 tanks. These are very big, very capable, but they're harder to maintain. Perhaps more importantly, the Germans and the Poles and the Latvians, Lithuanians, and Estonians are all going to send Leopard 2 tanks. These are made by Germany. They're almost as capable as those Abrams U.S. tanks, but there'll be a pretty good group of those. And then finally, the British are sending what are called Challenger tanks. So John, when you put these three types of tanks together and you bring them in real numbers into Ukraine, and I would estimate there'll be at least a hundred, maybe as many as 200 by mid-spring, call it the end of March. um, That creates real problems for Putin, and I'll tell you why. It's because Putin has his forces stretched out along a very long front, probably 400, 600 miles that runs from Russia itself in the north all the way down along the line of the Black Sea to Crimea. And Putin has those forces completely stretched out. So, John, with these tanks, the Ukrainians can mask that armor and use it to punch through the Russian lines, separate them, peel them apart, break their logistics chain. It'll really reduce the ability of Russia to continue what it wants to do, which is to ramp up offensive operations. So this is a very pivotal moment in the land war in Ukraine, and I think it's a bad day in the Kremlin when he sees the tanks themselves, and, and I'll close on this, John, but it's also a bad day in the Kremlin because he sees the unity of the West. Um, this started as a kind of an active conversation back and forth, U.S., Germany, German saying, well, maybe we will, maybe we won't. Ultimately, though, um, all of the nations of NATO have pulled together and are sending these tanks. So it's a strong political and diplomatic signal. And as I said earlier, it's a very important military step for the alliance.
0: Now, we talk about the NATO alliance is very strong right now. We're, we're very united. What is the, the theoretical uh, Russian, Chinese, uh, and any other countries alliance? How are they doing on their end? At this moment, John,
1: I would say the real alliance to watch is Russia and Iran. Those two are drawing closer and closer together. And the Iranians have the ability to provide additional weapons to the Russians. They can send drones. They can send uh, cruise missiles. The Iranians have a lot of capability. They've become very, very close to uh, Putin. In terms of Russia, China, I think China is ambivalent about Russia's actions in Ukraine. I don't think China is going to provide material aid of a significant nature to Russia, but certainly Iran will. And the other uh, nation to watch in this context is North Korea. North Korea is committed to sending artillery rounds, they've even talked about sending troops to uh, support the Russians. So I think it's really a triangle of pariah nations, being Russia, Iran, and North Korea. China is biting their time. They're watching from the sidelines. Uh, it's the other three that are drawing closer together and uh, will continue to prosecute this war in Ukraine.
0: Pakistan and Turkey. Where does that lie? Yeah. Let's
1: start with Turkey. Um, Turkey is becoming more and more of a problem within the NATO alliance. And in particular, at this moment, out of the 30 nations, in NATO, only one nation is standing in the way of bringing Sweden and Finland into the alliance. We really want the Swedes and the Finns to come into the NATO alliance. They bring uh, real capability, both technology, uh, troops. The Finns in particular can mobilize hundreds of thousands of troops. They have a very advanced conscription and reserve system, so they bring real ground combat power. The Swedes have immense technological capability. They built, for example, the Gryphon fighter, which is as good as the U.S. Navy's Hornet. So we really want those two nations in. 29 of 30 countries have said, yes, one nation is standing against that, and it is Erdogan's Turkey. So I think at the moment, the alliance is willing to give erdogan a couple more months because he has an election coming up in may but i think after that election the pressure rightfully is going to be immense on turkey to acquiesce in the addition of sweden and finland to the alliance
0: one other important question in the world economy and this is just your opinion uh you know uh uh, at one point, Saudi Arabia and Russia were very closely aligned on keeping the price of oil up because both their economies depend on the price of oil. I mean, oh, I'm sure Russia would like the price of oil at $100 a barrel. Meanwhile, our economy would want it at 65 70 uh, Is there any real alliance between Saudi Arabia and uh And Russia, the Saudis and the Russians do, in fact,
1: uh, participate um, with the price setting of oil. And you're correct. Both very much want high oil prices for the United States. It's a two edged sword. Um, I think your estimate is about right. We want moderately high prices because we are, of course, uh, a net uh, energy exporter. Uh, ourselves, but on the other hand, we have a you know a vast global economy that runs better when oil prices are in the sixty to seventy dollar range. Um, I think for the moment, I would look for oil prices to uh, stay kind of between those two bands, and the reason is um, the global recession starting to look like it may not be as bad as many forecasters thought it was going to be. Uh, we'll see. We've seen some promising early results on the U.S. economy. China's economy is starting to pick up as they uh, remove themselves from this uh, ridiculous zero COVID policy they followed for a couple of years. So there's some green shoots in the overall sense of a coming global recession. If if the economy can land softly, I think that oil prices will probably stay in the mid-range, somewhere between, say, 70 and 90. That's not a bad place uh, from a global oil perspective.
0: Thank you for your opinion. I mean, uh, my opinion was that if we can get it closer to 65, 70, then inflation would go away by itself, and the Fed would not have to raise uh, interest rates.
1: That's a, a valid view, John, and let's hope Um, It turns in that direction. Uh, Overall, I I think we are seeing inflation start to look slow, uh, particularly here in the United States. But let's face it, I don't envy the Fed the job of trying to bring down inflation, but having only the blunt instrument of interest rates to apply to the problem, it's really tough. It's it's like trying to uh, carve a diamond with a sledgehammer. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to take some back and forth before we land where we need to.
0: Admiral Stavridis, thank you so much for what you've done for our country and continue to speak out for our country. And we'll catch up with you again real soon.
1: See you down in Florida, John. Have a great weekend.
0: You too. Take care.